All right, y'all, I'm back again. It's the Vega Blue Show. So a lot has gone on. Where should I begin? Future recently dropped an album called The Wizard. And The Wizard, I listened to it. Another album where he's just talking about nothing over some trap beats. And part of his uh, promo tour, he's been doing a lot of interviews, which he usually doesn't. And in his interviews, he slams Sierra and her husband. Excuse me. And he said that Russell Wilson, which is Sierra's um, husband, is not being a man because he's not checking Sierra and telling her not to talk about him in interviews and talk about him in the blog and the blogs and all kinds of stuff. I really don't recall her doing interviews talking about him. Only time I ever seen her talk about him is after he done slander her and tweets calling her control freak and just being unreasonable. I feel like a lot of his comments about Sierra is really coming from a place of hurt. I I know there was a point where he really he really loved her, but I just think he wasn't marriage material, and he was trying to be somebody he um wasn't, and he sabotaged the situation in my opinion because she wanted to marry him and he pulled out on it. He he started making these unreasonable demands like Sierra's Hollywood now she has her Hollywood friends she's at a different point in her life she really doesn't associate herself with regular people that we know of and so of course she's wanting her wedding to be real classy and you know all her famous and rich friends were going to be there and he's making demands that his ghetto friends are be allowed to come to the the wedding and you know you know how ghetto people act they can't help it they want to be smoking weed at the wedding and all that shit and she don't want that so that was one of his things that he said you know is that they didn't agree on what type of wedding they were having and so he decided to pull out the wedding and said he would just marry her you know I guess the justice peace way and she didn't want that. She was on a cover of a magazine and, you know, was really, like, happy and excited about the wedding. So when he pulled out on it, it really embarrassed her. And he knew he embarrassed her. And he was arrogant enough to think that he was going to be able to keep her kept like the other baby bombs. And so when he pulled on the engagement, she pulled out a relationship and she moved on.
perfect being, you know, and she felt like her son was better being around someone who had a more healthy lifestyle and clean fun. And so he started doing his promo and he started bashing Sierra again. Like everything had got quiet, you know, after everything had settled, they had got married. And then when, when um, Future decides to drop her album, he wants to start bad talking her. And he not only just talked about Sierra too, but in, in my mind, it like, you know, let me backtrack a bit. You know what I didn't like that Future did? You know, he's being petty. And at our ages, he's in his 30s. Being petty at our ages in our 30s is called being miserable. I wholeheartedly believe that if he was with another woman in a real relationship and possibly getting married, he wouldn't be thinking or worrying about Sierra and her um, husband. And also because he's a public figure and everybody's constantly saying how much he's leveled up from him, that hurts his ego and he has to see it. Where the other baby mamas, a lot of them don't want to be known and that was one of his gripes with Wendy was that she exposed some of his baby moms that didn't want to be associated with the future persona and for Wendy to expose them he said some of them were really upset to the point that they were thinking about suicide and needing therapy and I was just like he's just being a little dramatic but my issue with the future is listen what's done is done Yes, you may not have agreed with how fast she introduced your son to um, Russell, but if it is true what she said that she did try to schedule a meeting with you and you rejected her her meeting, then guess what? Um, tough shit, future. She does not owe you shit, and you probably don't give the other baby moms as hard of a time because you're still fucking some of them. And. You know, and that's what he wants. I think that's one of the things that's his issue is he, he has con- complete control over the other baby moms. They are completely financially um, dependent on him. So they're going to listen to him and put up with his bullshit and do whatever he wants them to do and act the way he wants them to act. And Sierra's not doing that. And so that bothers him that he doesn't have control over her like the other baby moms. And so to me, he's just being petty because he doesn't want to see her happy and to me that is just being miserable and you know what all these people interviewed him and what it you know was really indulging this ignorant shit that he was saying he said all this shit about him you know he's like you know they already did damage and you know when they um when they um introduced little future to russell quick so uh, so i don't want nothing to do with him or this and that and nobody checks him as a man be like, come on, man. It's been a couple years now. She married and had another baby. Baby, she's moved on. You need to move on. No, none of the interviews are doing that. But you know one interview I do commend? Joe Buttons. Joe Button, he actually rejected Future's interview. He said, no, I'm not interviewing. He said he don't respect him as a man. And one of the things that he brought up was the fact that Future hid the fact that he stopped using lean from his fans. He didn't want them knowing that he had got off the lean that is killing people 
And a lot of them are using it because you're glorifying it in your music. And some of your audience are young and misguided and don't have the parental supervision that they need. And no, that's not your fault. But also you need to take heed to that and be understanding that you need to be more responsible. So why wouldn't you share with your friends your sobriety? That to me is the weakest thing that a man could actually admit to. That the fact that you were so weak-minded that you hid your sobriety and continued to make these kids think that you were using that drug, that you glorified and made it look like it was cool. And it's just crazy to me how irresponsible he is, but it's not because, you know, right after he got was got done with Sierra, he done had like two babies by two different women. And the sick part about it is one of the baby mamas that he has a baby to, her name is uh, Joey uh, Chavez. Joey Chavez is Bow Wow's baby mom and Bow Wow is Sierra's ex. That to me is just so tacky on so many levels and petty. Like to me, you're just striving for attention. You know, I was in the comments under his interview and some one person was like, you know, uh, I don't understand how people can't see where he's coming from in regards to, you know, not introducing little future so quickly to another man and blah, blah, blah. Listen, he's introducing little future to new women all the time. And here's the reason why. He's not just fucking and ducking these chicks. He's having babies to him. So, of course, when Little Future's there, he has they have to drop the babies off, you know, so he's going to see them. Or he has to pick the babies up. And, you know, some way or form, they're going to be in, interacting with Little Future. So, I love how everybody's holding her to this higher standard than himself. Like, he's being irresponsible and having babies that he has no intentions on being with the mothers and to me that's that's just not a good role model to little future because he's going to look at women as disposable and that all they are for is to make children with and not to marry and not to cohabit to co- to um have a nuclear family with and what he's seeing in his own household with sierra and the, his stepfather is that the importance of a man being in the home and I think that it's wonderful what they show to us you know what they do for a little future now in his interview future did not once say that his son was being harmed um, in a bad environment he even said that he was happy that uh, Russell was teaching his son football and he was you know and Especially because, you know, Russell's one of the best and uh, ex, uh, not an ex, but a Super Bowl champion. And my whole thing is, like, you see all the positives in this guy. You actually might like him. Why be petty? It's over. She's not coming back, future. So there's no reason to hold a grudge anymore. This person's around your son 24-7. He lives with your son. Why not get to know him? I would, me as a parent, I would want to know who my child is around. And so, regardless of how I feel about that person, I would put all that shit aside. And another thing he talked about in this interview, he talked about Jay-Z. And how Jay-Z referenced him in the 44 um, song. In the song, Jay-Z said, um, you know, 
he, you know, could pretty much relate to future situation from what they could see from the public eye. And he could imagine, you know, some other man playing football with his son because of his infidelity and cheating on Beyonce. And Future, for whatever reason, took that very offensive. And I he was talking about the future. Which I don't believe is the conversation with the way he was trying to play. I do think that he probably did apologize to him. Because, you know, nobody wants to have any malice or anything, especially when it, I don't think Jay-Z's intentions were malicious in, in any type of way. It, I think it was just a play on words. And, you know, Future just got really offended by it. He seems like a very, very sensitive guy and real petty, if you ask me, you know. So, you know, enough about Future. It was a lot going on down with him. Speaking of um, things going down, there's a singer named Queen, Queen Naja or whatever. She's a YouTuber that, you know, went viral and, you know, got a deal and everything and, you know, making a name for herself. She got song medicine. And so anyway, she had performed at the BT Awards in a cypher alongside Kelly Price. Kelly Price is a phenomenal singer. She has great range, a beautiful, clear voice. And uh, Queen Naja is, you know, not as seasoned as her. So, you know, sometimes you you miss the mark on things. And that's going to happen throughout her young... She's very young and, and she's early in her career. And so she didn't sing up to par to some people's standards. But she did well, you know, for a first-timer and alongside of Kelly Price. And Little Mo took that opportunity to turn it into a critique. And she said that she didn't seem like she wanted to be there and that her performance was subpar and that there were other singers that could have done a better job. And so Little Mo tried to make it seem like it was all just critiquing. And Little Mo, this is not a contest, you know, for you to critique. Um, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, but I didn't like the way you did your opinion. To me, it was very negative and nasty. And you try to say that it was just critiquing. There was more. There was more behind that message. And to me, you was trying to tear that young lady down. That was terrible of you, at your age and very insecure. So let's fast forward. That happened like a couple months ago. Little Mo just recently did an interview on Breakfast Club, and she. When I, I'm gonna get to what I meant by there was more behind it. She on the, initially on Instagram tried to make it seem like her critique was just pure criticism. It wasn't not, nothing malicious or malice. Bullshit. Apparently, Queen Naja was beefing with her uncle, who was a pastor. And um, the pastor was suing her because Queen Naja was suing Queen Naja because Queen Naja apparently took the melody of medicine from his song that he had wrote and so he felt as though he was old royalties and if that is so he is old royalties well queen Naja, she didn't um she didn't take too kindly to that and she said in her tweet that he need to sit down and go preach somewhere and just being real um you know nasty in her tweets and so had little most you know 
address that shit when that happened, you know, I could understand why she has a little gripe against her. But don't try to come off as if you're just giving her pure criticism when you were trying to tear her down. You were mad that she disrespected your uncle. And so you decided to take her moment off of BT and make it um, about you. And to me, that was terrible of you to do that. You had your moment, little Mo. You had your little little second of a moment and you're older now and you're right being dark skin doesn't help in this industry but for you to be so bitter and nasty about it to me was wrong you know you act like this girl did something personal against you and she didn't and so moving forward little mo actually at some point posted something and saying that she had thought about hurting herself and committing suicide and was in a dark place and you know you know I she didn't even have to post that to tell me that where her heart was I already knew that her heart was coming from a dark place when she um, attacked that girl viciously like that it was not necessary no and Queen um, Naja was completely wrong for how she responded to the uncle's lawsuit listen if you take from somebody's music or you're inspired by their music give them credit you don't need to um, call him ratchet, pastor, or tell him to go sit down somewhere. No, you took from him. So you owe him money. That's how this thing works. And guess what? We all get inspiration from everybody. So sometimes you got to pay. And, you know, Pharrell and Robin Thicke learned the hard way. You know, when they took the melody from Marvin Gaye and his family went for what was theirs. So, you know, I, I really didn't like how little Mo try to disguise her critiquing as oh she didn't do anything um she, she she was trying to just critique and so you know let's just move it on you know there's a lot been going on you know the R. Kelly I don't care if they're fast and fucking whatever. He was, she was, Aaliyah was 15 years old when R. Kelly married her and um, he was 27. He is, he tried to say through his lawyer that he did not know that she was 15, that she lied about her age. And then the lawyer had to take back his statements because then a clip got released of R. Kelly saying um, she was 15. So he knew how old she was. He is just like most predators. He knows that her frontal lobe is not completely developed and her decision making is poor. And he took advantage of that young lady. And some of his people in his camp came out and said that, you know, he was fucking Aaliyah and they came in and they um, saw it. And here's the thing about it, though. All these adults saw what was going on and nobody reported him. Everybody just let him go. As long as they were making money off of him and getting something out of him, they turned the blind eye. And what irritated me about the situation is, you know, you got people that were connected to Aaliyah trying to make themselves relevant, like Dame Dash. 
Dame Dash tried to say that part of the beef between him and Jay-Z stemmed from the Aaliyah situation. When he got with Aaliyah, he, um, she told, I guess she told him what happened between her and R. Kelly. And he felt some type of way that Jay-Z did the collaborative album. But damn, you you felt so much of a type of way. You were actually in the fucking video dancing around like the fucking clown that you are. Everybody want to sit here and act like, you know, they disagreed or, you know, didn't condone what he was doing. But you did. Long as you motherfuckers was making money off of him, you condoned it. And then here's the thing, though, Dane, you were too old for her, too. So, in my opinion, you all motherfuckers were predators, you know? And they showed a thing where um, Jay-Z, when Beyonce and him started talking, she was 16. So, you know, it's been a lot of that, you know, preying on young girls. I always felt like Beyonce was too young for Jay-Z, you know? But, hey, whatever, to each his own. But... It's just been like, it's really sad because then what really kills me is that then his ex-wife comes out, Andrea, saying how she um, really uh, support so, I don't know, maybe because his money funny now. Oh, everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon of tearing him down. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't be teared down because he's a terrible man. And so, finally, what I'm getting at is that because of this documentary, the FBI are investigating him. And it looks like he will finally see his justice and be charged. And they're saying that because of all these new charges that might potentially happen... He's been going, having panic attacks and being admitted to the hospital. And as he should, because you're finally, justice will be served for all those girls that you molested, in my opinion, and raped. Um, So I'm happy that he's going to finally get the justice he's due. Now they released a documentary about Michael Jackson claiming that he, you know, he raped little boys now here's the thing that i i do have a little bias about um michael jackson here's my bias the the other ones the other accusers were proven to be not true and then the original And there was this fucking standing ovation. Now, if what he they're saying is true, you know what? Because I haven't seen the documentary. Shame on him. But I don't know what this documentary is going to do now because he's gone. He's passed, you know? So I really feel like it's too little too late to really put out this documentary when, you know... He's, he's he's dead you know we can't bring up any charges or anything of the such and so there's really nothing for us to really do 
Well, you know, I'm going to move on from that. I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy, you know, now because the, the government shutdown is, is done for a little bit. He's, he's claiming he's going, Trump is claiming he's going to shut down again. But I'm really happy for the federal workers out there. You know, some my fa- my brother's a federal worker. And it's been tough on them financially. And um, I really want to just give a shout out to all those businesses out in the area, Philly area, you know, where I'm from, where I'm, uh, where I live near, I'm not from. And they really pulled together and, you know, uh, gave these people food and, you know, uh, money, gift cards to help them, you know, get through this tough time. I really do not agree with what the president's doing. You know, I do think, I believe there needs to be some border patrol, but I think there's other ways than taking five point seven billion dollars and putting into a wall i just think he has to um the president has to fulfill a promise to his steel company friends that um are there in that business that helped him get elected so he was he has to get that funding and because he made these promises to these steel companies that they would get this business and to me that's selfish and that's why everybody needs to come out and vote 2020 and make sure that we get him out of this office because he's working at not for the people he's working for his own selfish intention his friends and it became evident when he put all his friends in cabinet so i really um hope everyone does go out and to vote you know it's just really 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 um been hard on people and i really I, you know, I appreciate all the, the, the federal workers do. And, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, this secondary shutdown does not happen because um, this will be, it's hurting the American people. Um, so moving on to other topics, um, DMX got out of jail, y'all. I don't know how long DMX has been in jail, but he's been um, he's been in there for a minute. And um, he put on weight. He's not skinny DMX anymore. And he looks his age. He, he you know, he looks his age. Um, and so, you know, uh, I'm happy for him. He's sober. Hopefully, I'm praying that he um, keep, continues his sobriety as he... Um, is out in this world. I know it's hard for him. Addiction is real and it's a really a real situation. So that's, you know, I want to definitely have some positivity in this, um, this podcast tonight. Oh, speaking of which, so let's get back to the drama. The game, um, has released snippets of a new song of his that's going to be on, guess, on his album. I guess it's called Born to Rap. And he's talking about having sex with Kim Kardashian and how he used to make Kylie Jenner frosted flakes when she waked up. And to me, I think it's just very tacky of the game because he's supposed to be Kanye West's friend. They're supposed to be good friends. That's what he said in the Wendy Williams interview. And now he's just done a completely 180. Now he's um, talking reckless about that man's wife. And all to become relevant and all to get a response from Kanye West because, you know, he's all, he always overreacts. And so everybody, they're saying, peeps out there and TMZ is saying that the Kardashian camp is really hoping that Kanye doesn't respond and just lays low. And they're saying Kim is real nonchalant about it, you know. You know, I guess you could be real, when you're rich as she is, you could be real nonchalant about you being a whore. 
And she's like, it's silly to her for him to bring up them dating. White women, why do y'all call your whoring dating? It's not dating. It's called being a whore. When you're just sleeping with men that you're not in relationship with, that's 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 a whore. So anyway, she said it's silly for um, the game to talk about them dating so many years later. I mean, it was a long time ago. It was like 2006, six. It's 2019. That's 13 years ago, game. I mean, you could come up with better material. I guess he really doesn't have anything to talk about. So not only is the game throwing shots, so is J. Cole. J. Cole threw some shots at Kanye West, the middle child. And he talked about, um, you know, people clout chasing and beefing with people just, you know, because their records ain't selling the way they used to. And, you know, I got to rewind back to, you know, J. Cole um, is friends with uh, Drake. And, you know, Drake was under attack by um, Pusha T by by the information that he alleges that Kanye West gave him. And so, in my opinion, I thought that um, Drake put that battery in J. Cole's back. But Chris from the streets told me that Kanye, uh, J. Cole's been saying, getting that Kanye West ever since he was talking reckless about Jay-Z. And, you know, Jay-Z's letting him talk this way about Kanye West. So, obviously, things between Kanye West and Jay-Z haven't been settled. And I don't think they're ever going to be settled because until Kanye West publicly apologizes and stop making excuses for um, um, outing Beyonce and outing Jay-Z for rigging awards... I think they just, they, they're not going to be on the same accord. And, you know, he broke the trust. And so, not only that, uh, Kanye West is suing Jay-Z. He is saying that he revived Jay-Z's career. And a lot of Jay-Z fans are saying, how do you revive a career that was never dead? So, he's suing Rockefeller Records. He's suing EMI. And he's saying that he's old money. And so we'll see how it pans out, because I think he sued Jay-Z before, and I'd never heard of him getting any money, unless they squashed it and settled it. But Kanye, if you want Jay-Z to respond to you or have a conversation with you, suing him is not going to get it. Just saying. Well, let me know what y'all think about everything that I talked about. Like, subscribe, leave me a voice message, give me your opinion, and y'all have a blessed night.